And uh, joining me now on the line, fingers crossed we managed to get it right, it's Dr. Isaac Bentwich. Hello, Isaac. Hello, David. Oh, the, there you are. I'm so happy that we managed to get hold of you. There's been <laughs> all sorts of technical challenges along the line. Um, but uh, the reason that uh, I have you on the line, and uh, it's it's amazing to me, and I've got to tell you, when I, when I first heard um, that, you, that you'd written the book that we're going to be talking about, I was like, I'm not sure, you know, that the world needs another translation. And then I got to see it and start reading it. And, uh, well, i got to tell you, I think it's absolutely amazing. Um, it's taken you many years. We're going to get into that. The book is called Gita, A Timeless Guide for Our Time. Uh, Dr. Isaac Bentwich is the author. What he's done essentially, is rewritten um, the Bhagavad Gita. So before we get on to that, though, um, the, the title, obviously, at the front of your name is Doctor. So, Isaac, tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, thank you. Uh, I'm a medical doctor by training. I, I was born and uh, live now in, in Israel, uh, and this is where I, I studied the medicine, and uh, have been a... Uh, involved in the practice and the um, teaching of yoga and meditation uh, for many years. Uh, in my day job, uh, I'm an entrepreneur. I've, I've founded and led uh, over these past uh, 29 years uh, three life science technology companies that uh, I was fortunate to, to see become uh, leaders uh, or leading revolutions in medicine, genomics, and uh, uh, environmental conservation. I mean, it's, it sounds like you've been a very, very busy person. And uh, you, you mentioned that you, that you teach yoga as well. Um, how, does, how does one sort of start, you know, I mean, you're teaching yoga, you're doing yoga, which is, is essentially um, an, an Indian practice, an Eastern, an Eastern practice. Um, and um, then come across a book like the Bhagavad Gita, um, but and forgive me for saying this, but um, you are you are you are Israeli. Yeah. So you know the the, the, the Jewish faith, you know, and the and how did how did you reconcile that? Well, um, you know, let me tell you briefly about how I first uh, met the Gita, and this uh, cast it in even a bit more of a dramatic or comic uh, light, uh, somewhat. I. I met I, I first met the Gita uh, 34 or so years ago uh, when I did a summer. I was a medical student then, uh, the second year, uh, and was uh, uh, went on to do a month-long uh, yoga teacher's training course. Um, uh, very intensive from um, uh, dawn to uh, dusk uh, to to uh, late at night, um, and. Uh, I loved almost everything about the course, uh, um, the uh, asanas, the yoga postures, and then some physiology, and uh, some philosophy and meditation were fine. Um, there was one thing I really hated, and that was the hour a day, which was dedicated, devoted to studying the Bhagavad Gita. Uh, that I could not stand. Um, uh, and so I, I didn't connect uh, because of what you're uh, indicating. I, while I have uh, always had and was brought up or raised to have uh, a great respect and then the reverence uh, really to uh, other religions, uh, 
close, uh, close connection, of course, to my Jewish roots, um, but uh, uh, deep reverence to uh, Christianity and uh, Hinduism, Buddhism. But, you know, the whole mythology, we'll talk more about the book itself, wasn't something that, that really uh, clicked. And so it was uh, rather surprising that uh, uh, later, gradually, the Gita, uh, as it is fondly uh, uh, called, uh, became a, a, big, um, a, a big love uh, in my life and, and, uh, and uh, a source uh, definitely of, of uh, a lot of light uh, and uh, direction in, in my life. And so translating it wasn't really a conscious decision. Uh, hey, there's 200 uh, um, uh, uh, translations into English, with which they are. I'm going to do the translation 201. Rather, it was a, a, an infatuation, infatuation has a negative connotation, a, 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 a uh, being um, um, enchanted by this uh, little book and, and beginning by writing these verses to myself in my Hebrew mother tongue uh, so that I can understand them and then uh, uh, appealing off layers of, of mythology and terminology, etc. And so I actually worked for seven years on, on uh, a first uh, draft uh, which was in Hebrew and then another five years on, on uh, recreating it in English. So, so this is truly a labor of love. I mean, you've taken 12 years to write or to rewrite uh, this book. Yeah. And um, listen, that aside from the fact of, of what you've accomplished and, and, and just the rewriting of it, which is astounding, um, what I have found, and I, when, when we come back, I'd like you to speak a little bit to this as well. Yeah. But I've, I've picked up uh, the, a, a, an English translation a couple of times now of, of the Bhagavad Gita. And I looked at it and I went, no, 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 don't know. Doesn't, doesn't resonate, doesn't work. It's just strange. And, and I keep hearing how in the original language it is such a beautiful poetic book. But I never, ever got that. So um, when I first uh, saw that you were releasing this one, I was like, okay, is it going to be different? And it is. And when we come back, I'd like you to just talk through that a little bit. Um, and, and we'll go on about what the Bhagavad Gita is, because uh, there might be many people who do not know what it is. So uh, when we come back, we'll chat about that. Um, don't go anywhere. My special guest on the line with me this evening, all the way from uh, Israel, it is uh, Dr. Isaac Bentworth. Um, Bentwich, rather, Dr. Isaac Bentwich, um, and he's rewritten that wonderful book. Uh, the new release is called Gita, a timeless guide for our time. When we come back, we'll be chatting a little bit more to him. It is what's involved this Monday night. My special guest I have on the line with me from uh, Israel tonight, Dr. Isaac Bentwich, and we're talking about uh, his rewriting and his release of uh, the book Gita, a timeless guide for our time. Um, Isaac, if I could just ask one thing, please, if you could just talk up a little. The line is not the best, so uh, if you could just speak a little louder for us, that would be yes. brilliant. Um, the question then, that I was going to ask uh, before we went to break there is, tell us about the Bhagavad Gita. What is it all about? Uh, yeah, so the Bhagavad Gita... Um, uh, first, the name uh, literally means Bhagavad Gita, uh, means a divine song. Uh, and so Gita, which is a sort of a nickname, is, a, is really song. It's a, the song of the divine. Um, uh, it is a, an ancient text, uh, 2,500 years uh, old, uh, which uh, is considered by many to be the quintessence 
of uh, the ancient uh, Indian wisdom and uh, and in fact uh, it has been called the perennial uh, 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 wisdom uh, meaning the uh, um, the truth that underlies all religions and uh, uh, spiritual teachings uh, as, as a common denominator the text is a dialogue between two uh, uh, figures a, a, an Indian prince Called Arjuna, uh, who is uh, about to be uh, to be forced into battle um, by vicious uh, family members who are out to uh, kill him, uh, and being a pacifist and a man of uh, uh, ideals, uh, he is reluctant to fight uh, and uh, reluctant to avoid fighting. Um, and he turns to uh, uh, with the, with these uh, questions to his friend, who is his charioteer. And no less than God incarnate, uh, Krishna, uh, is his name. Uh, in the translation, I, I refer to them simply as the prince and the master, uh, in order to help us uh, get over the, the cultural and mythological uh, layers, uh, because at the end of the day, it's really a dialogue between each and every one of us and God within. Uh, it is uh, our opportunity, if, uh, as it were, um, if somebody came and offered you a, how about a nice afternoon chat with God, um, asking the questions we all want to know. Hey God, what's the meaning of life? Uh, what is the cause for suffering? What are the paths uh, to uh, overcoming it, uh, suffering, uh, to living, living a, a meaningful life and uh, having life be a, a, an experience of growth rather than erosion? Uh, so that is the uh, the essence of the of this uh, scripture, the the, uh, the Gita. Now the amazing thing is, and I didn't know this until I did a little bit of uh, research. But I mean, people like uh, uh, Beethoven, Leonard Cohen. Uh, Carl Jung, who else? Mahatma Gandhi, Deepak Chopra. There's a whole range of people, including um, a theoretical physicist by the name of Robert Oppenheimer, um, which a lot of people say that he could be considered the father of the modern atomic bomb. Um, but all of them say that the Gita is the most beautiful philosophical song existing in any known tongue. And I mean, that is that is high praise indeed, from such great thinkers as these. Um, what is it? What is it about the Gita that, that, that transports people and transforms them? Because I have to tell you, when I got it, and I was very fortunate, and thank you very much, I got a, a, an advanced copy of uh, the book, which has only just recently been released. And I thought I would do my usual and sit down and just read it through so I could, uh, I could speak knowledgeably about the book. I'd read it through in a week or two. Um, this has not happened. Um, I just, I can't, I, I cannot do it. Um, I manage, I manage maybe a chapter at a time and then it just, it makes me think, uh, is that what it's all about? Is that what it's designed to do? Yes, it's it's a very uh, special uh, uh, text. Really, it's, it's uh, I, I think of it as a sort of a magical little book. Um, the whole book is is seven hundred uh, uh, verses long. Uh, it has this unique uh, uh, property. It's, it's called the Bhagavad Gita, the song of uh, of the divine, which uh, sort of uh, speaking of making you think, makes you think. Why was it? Uh, and I admit that uh, after many years of being very much affected by the book, 
this aspect of it, I was not aware of that it is really the song of God, not the lecture of God or the text of God. Uh, why the song of God? And so this is really a, a you know, when, uh, uh, when you go deeper into it, um, it is a text like other uh, special texts that allows us to reach uh, the deepest uh, wisdoms uh, that um, uh, that sort of come from the depths of our own soul or heart, if you will. Uh, and so it transcends the intellect and the, and emotions. And this is the uh, what what you felt or what you're reporting in in reading this uh, 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 this book. It's not a, a, not some external formulas, but rather something that really. Uh, 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 prompt you to think, and I would even say, as you meditate on it, as you let these uh, uh, pearls of wisdom uh, uh, do their thing, um, it uh, it really uh, extracts uh, uh, truths that are beyond words. Speaking of, of scientists, you know, Einstein used to say that he does not think in words. And I used to not be able to, to uh, identify with that. What do you mean not think in words? Uh, well, uh, the deep truths are uh, in silence that, that is beyond the uh, objectivization and the intellectualization and this is what the, uh, the Gita does. Uh, one of the great commentators uh, speaks of the Gita and says that uh, uh, it uh, likens its uh, 700 verses to 700 pearls of wisdom. Uh, each one an independent pearl of wisdom, uh, and, uh, and all, but also uh, relating to the verse, to the pearl before and after it. And I find it a, a, an accurate metaphor because it really, like you've experienced when you read this uh, book, and that was the purpose of this translation, uh, the, the, you can almost let them roll around in your mind and do, do their thing. Uh, which is what they were meant to do. Uh, of course, doing so in conjunction with meditation accelerates this process. So it it, it is. Uh, so it's, the, the refreshing thing, uh, Isaac, is is that it's not just me that that kind of because it is. And I mean, your translation is is truly breathtaking because, as I understood it, um, the original and you say it is the song of of God. Um, it's written in a very musical, lyrical way. And the translations I've read before uh, were, were dry and dull and boring, and I just didn't get it. Maybe, maybe it's one of those texts where you have to be ready for it and ready to embrace it. But, I mean, I can understand why it's taken you 12 years to do that. When I come back, I'd like to have a chat to you a little bit, uh, Isaac, about, because you said it works well with meditation. So when we yeah. come back, let's have a bit of a chat about that and about meditation and what kind of things you would recommend we do um, whilst reading and studying the Gita. My special guest on the line this evening is Dr. Isaac Bentwich, and we are talking about uh, his latest book that he's just released called Gita, A Timeless Guide for Our Times. Um, Isaac, before we went uh, to the break, we were chatting about it, and I said, um, you know, you, you mentioned to use this whilst meditating. How would you recommend we go about reading this book? Because I know you've you've actually put it together in a very interesting way. Yes, uh, so uh, like you, uh, you've sensed, uh, 
first, you know, it's a free world. You can you can enjoy and savor it in, in different uh, ways. But more than binge reading uh, the whole thing, it really works uh, uh, even better if uh, uh, it's, it's very condensed uh, text. So uh, first I've added before each of the uh, 18 chapters of the book uh, a short vase-shaped uh, introduction uh, that... Uh, um, it gives you the gist of each uh, each chapter. So even if uh, some verses are more difficult, or as you uh, sort of an opener for each uh, such a chapter is is a is a very brief introduction that puts it in layman's uh, terms. What what's the message of the of the, the chapter? So you may want to uh, 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 say uh, uh, read uh, one chapter a week or a day. Um, if you uh, are so inclined, uh, I would recommend reading the same chapter uh, every day for a week, uh, and then uh, selecting a verse from the chapter, uh, possibly a different verse every day, possibly the same verse uh, every day for a week. And then uh, in your meditation, for those uh, um, of us who, who meditate, um, different techniques of meditation are there, and, and they're, they're all fine. Meditation is basically the uh, um, uh, collection of, of the techniques that allow us to quiet the mind by focusing on a sound uh, or a, a focal point, uh, or by jogging and walking or swimming and and, uh, and letting and focusing on the breath. Um, so as you're meditating, um, uh, taking one verse, reading it uh, uh, before you start your meditation, and then as you all close your eyes and do your meditation and do the, the whatever you're doing to quiet the mind, uh, then reflect on this uh, verse or what it uh, what it means. And uh, first, by thinking about it. Uh, reciting it if, if you uh, if you remember the verse uh, more or less, or just thinking about it and then letting it go and letting the uh, um, the thought sort of dissolve or go deep into your mind. Shall I give an example, uh, David? Please, yes, that would be lovely if you could. So, so let's let's take a, 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 just a verse from the the. Uh, uh, towards the end of chapter five uh, of the uh, uh, of the uh, you know each of these verses is like a dear child to me so it's like asking a mother who's your favorite child <laughs> what can I say but here is a here's another one of my uh, uh, topmost uh, favorites and it says desire is a sign all actions an offering the wise rests on action by action untainted, like a pure lotus leaf in muddy waters, resting on water, remaining not wetted. So such beautiful uh, 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 metaphor here in the introduction to this chapter, I elaborate a little bit on it and, and I say that we all, uh, our life is sort of a journey uh, between the uh, roots of the lotus in us, uh, which are uh, firmly based in the mud, in, in our material nature, uh, to the spiritual part of us, uh, likened to the white uh, leaves of the, of the lotus. And it's such a beautiful uh, analogy that, of course, uh, uh, many, most religions uh, use of a lotus as, as something that um, symbolizes spirituality because of this duality. And so I say that we all journey from mud 
to lotus from our material uh, animal uh, uh, part to the spirit uh, within us. And as this verse uh, uh, guides us with this imagery, as we meditate, we close our eyes and we think of this uh, lotus that we are. Um, from the uh, roots in the mud to this uh, uh, to the white petals and and as this beautiful imagery canal uh, 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 says resting on water remaining not wetted visualize this see this white pure white lotus resting in muddy waters and not sullied by the muddy waters this is the ideal which we're encouraged to uh, to follow and to enact in our lives you see we tend to live our lives such that every day makes us more worn out um, remember how we were all once uh, beautiful uh, innocent uh, babies uh, you look at babies so soft so uh, simple so pure and then you look at, uh, at us, uh, middle-aged uh, men and, and women of the world, how life has worn us uh, down. The Gita is showing us a different way. How can we live every day such that we're not tarnished by it, but as the, these words of uh, wisdom uh, again uh, uh, say, um, uh, desires aside, all actions and offerings, the wise rests on action, by action untainted. Like a pure lotus leaf in muddy waters, resting on water, remaining not wetted. If we learn how to act egolessly, not I am acting, but ac action is enacting itself through me, uh, then we rest on action the same way that uh, uh, a lotus rests on, on water and remains unsullied by it. Yeah, you see, that's this is what I'm saying. I mean, that is that is absolutely beautiful. And what I also noticed, and 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 maybe you can speak to this as well, uh, Isaac, if you don't mind. Um, so it's the story about the prince and and uh, his charioteer, who who is uh, yeah. is 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 a god. Um, but you've you've managed to translate it in such a way, and I think at such a time as well. Um, because this now speaks to both men and women. I know that was one of the criticisms in, in days gone by of the original book was that it was very male-centric. Um, you've, you've managed to, to make this come across as, as much more you know, appealing to both male and female. Yes, this was uh, something that uh, as I was working on it, uh, at some point became very important uh, to me. I, uh, After I, I uh, so much fell in love with the text and it has such wisdom and uh, much of the text uh, gives us these uh, examples um, which w encourage us to... to uh, um, empower us to to uh, in, in act in our own life, and they speak of the yogi, the ideal, um, uh, disciplined, uh, evolved, evolved spiritual seeker, with such uh, statements and sentences saying his uh, home is everywhere and nowhere. Uh, he equally uh, accepts uh, pleasure, uh, pleasure and pain, uh, criticism and and, uh, uh, and praise and so forth. But always he he he. 
And, you know, uh, that did not sound right to me. And, and uh, exactly like you said, especially in our generation, where uh, uh, women are playing such an important role in leadership of yoga and spirituality, um, of course, the messages of the, the key messages of the Gita are beyond the uh, emotions and thoughts and, and certainly beyond gender. Uh, and so making a translation that will uh, be gender neutral and, and hence speak uh, directly to men and women alike became very important uh, to me. At first, I did not think that it was possible, and I actually even toyed around with the... the, the uh, it was so important to me that I even toyed with the possibility of having two versions, uh, one written for, uh, in, in for, um, for women, uh, so that you do not get distracted and read it as, as you should. Um, it is really a spiritual autobiography of you, the reader. You, David. Me, Isaac. It is our story. We are the prince or princess. And so I was delighted that with, uh, uh, with time, it was possible to, to write it such that it is gender neutral and, and it speaks uh, equally to, to men and women alike. Now, Isaac, just before uh, I let you go and we find out uh, where we can get hold of the book, Often, and, and you see it so many times, and, and it's my personal feeling, um, you know, the world seems to be speeding up. Everything's happening. It's, it's all faster, bigger, better, faster, more. It's instant gratification. Yeah. And yet, there is the sense of, of a spiritual awakening in the world. Yeah. And, and, and it's yeah. almost as though we're standing on the edge and something big is going to happen. Uh, do you agree with that? And do you think that the timing of this book and the release of this book is, is also part of the greater plan. Uh, well, I, I, uh, I'm, I'm very moved by, by what you're saying, uh, David, and I, I very much identify. I think our generation, our time, is, uh, is, is really a, a, a dramatic uh, in that, uh, for better and worse, uh, on the one hand, uh, like never before, I think like never before the, the uh, we sp we just spoke of the, you know of lotus and mud. Uh, these two elements in our lives, the material nature of the of the, uh, the life we were living in, uh, and the the spiritual thirst and quest and awakening, uh, are there in a, in a tension that uh, never uh, that I think is, is unprecedented. Uh, when you think about it, on the one hand, this uh, amazing material focus. Uh, we've mapped the human genome, we've uh, flown to the space, uh, the, the, the um, knowledge and information accumulated at a pace which we can, can not uh, grasp. Uh, so everything is, is very, very much uh, materialistic, not to mention the... Uh, um, ethical uh, breakdown of, of the, the governments and, and, the, and the systems and so so um, a big uh, crisis and yet and yet at the same time um, this uh, spiritual thirst and the readiness uh, think about it in, in generations past uh, if you wanted to to study the Gita you'd have to uh, or, or some other scripture you'd have to go to literally to the end of uh, end of the earth and be a hermit, and uh, you know now you click a button and out, out it comes from uh, the, the uh, uh, courtesy of uh, Amazon and Barnes and Noble and, and whatnot. So uh, 
Um, so the time is right, and I actually felt this pressure uh, to uh, not delay this uh, book um, uh, a day beyond what it it, uh, it must, so that it can uh, bring light into lives of others as it has in mind. Isaac, I think uh, you are absolutely correct. I think it is an amazing book. Um, certainly not one that uh, I personally will be able to read uh, very quickly, but you know, I look forward to it. It's something that you know has now, over the last uh, couple of weeks, it's become part of my morning ritual to 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 sort of look through it and and read this and that. And it 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 is. It's 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 an amazing amazing book. I think you've done an incredible job on the rewrite. Where are people able to get the book? I know it's probably not going to be available in stores in South Africa, but certainly online. Are we able to get it there? Well, y- yes, it's actually uh, uh, both uh, online in, uh, in uh, um, uh, Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Books A Million, uh, uh, but uh, because it is uh, through Ingram Spark, so, so basically big uh, uh, store uh, outlets everywhere, including in South Africa, should uh, um, be able to order it. Uh, uh, so so it, it should be in all of the major uh, bookstores. Uh, but certainly Amazon and, and uh, Barnes & Noble, uh, you can easily uh, uh, get it. Um, you're also invited to go to the book's uh, web, uh, website at uh, www.nugita.com. Uh, again, this is www.newgita.com, uh, and there's uh, links to where the book can be purchased and the additional information and a nice trailer of the book. Uh, um, and so, uh, uh, you're welcome. Yeah, the trailer, the trailer is absolutely fantastic. Um, the book is called Gita, a timeless guide for our time. So that's Gita, G-I-T-A, a timeless guide for our time. Um, and it has been translated by Isaac Bentwich, uh, MD. So you can look for it online. Uh, if you're not, go to one of our big bookstores and ask them. They can most probably order it for you if you'd like a hardcover version. But Isaac, you've been kind enough as well um, that you've, you've set together a raffle and you're going to be giving away some copies of the book. Yes, um, I'm uh, happy to support the great work you're doing, uh, David. And so we're giving away uh, five uh, uh, copies uh, in a raffle. Uh, um, uh, I, I think you will be posting the uh, the link uh, uh, for that. So just uh, uh, go in and enter your information. You're actually invited to uh, uh, invite uh, friends uh, to participate. And the more friends you invite... Uh, um, uh, the greater the likelihood of, of uh, winning. So, so happy to share uh, a few uh, uh, gift copies of the book as well. Wonderful stuff. Isaac, thank you so much for taking the time out, having a chat to us. Uh, uh, I'm so glad we got a chance to chat with you and uh, we got all the technical issues sorted out. I wish you all the best for the future and uh, may the book go on to be a raging success. It certainly deserves to be that. Thank you so much for the kind words. I enjoyed the conversation. And then for the listeners, uh, those uh, wanting to comment and 
available and would love to hear from you. So, and may the book bring light into the lives of the others as it has really in mind. It's really a magical book. Fantastic stuff. So, uh, if you want to do any comments or anything like that, uh, go to newgita, N-E-W-G-I-T-A dot com. Uh, that's got all the things there. I'll give you a link as well where you can enter that raffle. Isaac, once again, thank you so much for joining us. My pleasure. Thank you. Have Good night. Day.